Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that Jim and Steve Watch a Show are now on social media. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Jim and Steve Watch a Show. There, you can find out what TV show they will be watching next to enhance your listening experience. Also, feel free to give them suggestions for shows to watch or even a nerd challenge idea. Thanks for listening. It was it was odd, right? I mean, like, the choice was a little weird. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get, we'll get into, into it, it all. We'll, we'll get into it. So, are are you ready? Buckle up. Jim and Steve watch a show. They watch a show that you've never seen. Welcome everybody to Jim and Steve watch a show, season three, episode three. And in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at a show called Three Percent. Three's everywhere. Three's everywhere. That's right. <laughs> Planned it well. Um, my name is Jim. My name is Steve. And Steve, would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is all about? So every week we go to the streaming services. We try to find a show that either you've never heard of or you overlooked for one reason or another. We watch the first episode, we review it, and then we tell you whether or not we would watch the entire first season. Right. And in this episode, again, we're taking a look at a show called 3%. We're going to start off with some basic background information about the show. So, Steve, what did you find? This show is on Netflix. It is Brazilian, and I would call it kind of a dystopian future action sci-fi, but Mm -hmm. not like spaceships and laser guns. This just here's a depressing future with a potential way out for some people. Uh, It is four seasons. The first season is eight episodes. Season two is 10. Season three is eight. Season four is seven. They were going to do a fifth. They decided not to. But the good news is they were able to actually wrap it up at the end of the fourth season. So you get the full story here. Uh, It was first released in November 25th of 16. Season two, April 27th of 18. Season three, June 7th of 19. And the final season was August 14th of 2020. I don't know why, but I feel a little surprised there was four seasons. Well, you know, it, it's so interesting because this is a Netflix show. Yeah. And three seasons, as we've discussed before, seems to be kind of the curse of Netflix where right. they just chopped the head off. Yes. And and this made it. And they, and they were even thinking about a fifth season. Doing a fifth. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why it sounded funny. Like four. <laughs> yeah, right. the, who stops at four? Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you very much for the background info. Now we're on to our summary challenge. And in the summary challenge, we like to describe what happens in the first episode in about a minute or less. And as uh, you went first last time, I believe it's... You are first. Is my my chance to go. I'm going to do my best here. So this show takes place uh, according to the to the titles or one of the title screens and sub equatorial Amazon somewhere. I'm guessing in South America, because it's a Brazilian show, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, so there's a group of young adults are walking to some type of complex to be tested. And the basic premise is, is that 3% of these young adults will go off offshore to a place called paradise Island the episode centers around testing this group and in the episode, they go through two tests. One's an interview and the other one is a block building challenge. And that's kind of what happens to the, 
the young adults. On the other end, the people who are running what they call the process are getting concerned about how all of this is being run. I guess there's a resistance group that's popping up who supposedly has maybe some moles in the candidate pool. And they think they find out who the mole is. And then we find out who the mole is. And that's pretty much the episode. (laughs) Very good. Very good. So I don't know how much extra I have to add to this, just maybe a little bit of flavor. So I think this does take place in Brazil. It is the not too distant future. Uh, Things are bad. Everybody's poor, but they take what they consider to be the top 3% of all the young adults. So whenever you turn 20 years old, you go for this test. Uh, it starts with an interview, as you said. Then it was kind of a mental challenge. We had to build so many blocks in a minute. And if you didn't build enough, you were just out. Uh, if you built extra, hooray for you. So those are the two tests. The main character here is a girl named Shelly. There are many other characters, uh, but yes. I think <laughs> the show is probably going to be following her on her journey through this entire process. I kind of expect that as each episode goes, at least in season one, there'll be more and more tests whittling down the candidate pool until they get to that 3%. And as you said, a lot of people, probably the 97% are not very happy with how these tests are run. So there's kind of like a rebellion terrorist organization that's trying to upset everything. Then the offshore, uh, which is paradise city, not to be confused with research city. And (laughs) they're, apparently like a utopia and no one has ever been there until you become part of the 3%. And that's kind of where they leave you. Well, that was good. That, that helps fill, fill out my just kind of like, yeah, again, <laughs> smash them together. And there's your show. Hopefully you get a good idea what happened in that, that first episode. All right. So that was a summary challenge. Now we are on to points of interest and clarification. One might need to watch the show or better enjoy the show or understand the show. So, Steve, what did you have here? So, this I enjoyed their take on this, but it is one that has been explored in one way or another in many different movies and shows. Yeah. Uh, I think you could argue in some ways, I kind of used this last week, but like with with Running Man, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you have what is basically a downtrodden society and people want to be on the show or they want to go to the show. Or there was that one movie that had Matt Damon in it where there was an off planet colony. I thought about the Elysium, right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And everybody that lived on earth was basically a slum and only the elite got to go to Elysium. Yeah. So I think there's kind of tones of that too, but then you also kind of have, uh, I, I guess, a, a non-lethal squid games kind of feeling to this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where you have these somewhat random challenges to whittle people down, but they don't necessarily die. They just fail the interview. But so yeah. interesting take. Yeah. I, I was on the exact same wavelength. I thought of Elysium a couple of times when I was uh, watching this and I, I'm with you. You, you would have to be familiar with what well, you can't not be familiar with some of these dystopian types of, of shows. Right. So, Cause we've, we've seen lots of them. You, you described that really well. So if you like that kind of show, you'll probably like this. Um, you'll kind of know what to expect. Um, and this one in particular does fall under that kind of class based dystopian show. 
yep. uh, that we, we've seen quite often. And again, if you like that kind of show, I think you'll like this, this, this show in, in particular. Right. Um, but I don't know. And I think we've said this in previous podcasts. I don't know if there's anything from a cultural standpoint that would keep you from understanding the, the show. Right. This is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, okay. So on to positives and strengths of the show. So what did you uh, like about this show? So, you know, it's so funny. Like, it's interesting to me that, I mean, shows like this, uh, movies like The Hunger Games, like it's never, well, whenever you turn 45 years old, we're going to have you go and, and take this test and see if you're 3%. Yeah. It's always like these beautiful young people that yeah. they go for these tests. And, and I think about that because, I mean, on the surface, you say, well, of course, like you can't have a bunch of out of shape 40 somethings trying to do some of these things. But whenever you're 20, if you think back to when you were 20 years old, how much did you really know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like how many interviews did you really have, especially one that is so important, it's going to decide the remainder of your life. Yeah. And so I guess as a strength, if you think about this and try to place yourself into it, to me, it makes it more interesting because you, you ask yourself, well, how would I do in the interview or how would I do in the block building? And the answer is I wouldn't do very well in the block building. (laughs) Uh, I might've been all right in the block building. I I probably wouldn't have done very well in the interviewing. I probably been. (laughs) (laughs) So if we're a team, we'll be okay. We would be all right. Yeah. We can get through the, both of those. Um, Yeah. uh, I mean, it's, I did say that it has some, different spins on the on the genre so it is a bit of a mashup so that's kind of some strengths and i think you you drew those threads um with like it being kind of like squid game or a little bit like the hunger games and um and, and so forth i thought the soundtrack was kind of unique it was yes. a little jarring sometimes but interesting kind of and, a positive and a weakness maybe yeah uh, good good and bad good and bad it's not there were some scenes when the music kicked in. It was not what I was expecting, but yep, kind of worked. It was cool. And it does a good job kind of creating tension, I think, in certain scenes. So there were certain scenes I was definitely invested in. So I thought well, those were the, all pretty good. In a small way, that, like you hear in some, uh, I think, traditionally Asian countries that they have like this big test. Yeah. And they prepare for it for weeks or months or years and everything is riding on this because that's how you get into a good school or a good whatever. And I almost kind of had a vibe of that because some of the people that failed the interview were suicidal or like, where it had to be dragged screaming out of the interview place because like this was their chance and and they blew it. And so I, I think maybe you can maybe draw a line there too, that there are some real world. Yeah high stakes interviews that you cannot mess up that happen. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I didn't really think about that, but it does really feel like a, like a standardized test that you've, you've prepped for, or like your, I mean, I guess the closest would be, it would be an academic placement test or something. Right. Right. Like like it's all riding on this one day and you have to have the best day of your life. Yeah. So, I mean, it does, like I said, they, they do go, do a good job, and, and that's probably why it feels tense now that I think back about it. Is Yeah, you can kind of imagine the pressure that people have when they have certain 
life experiences like that. Because because if they fail, they're going back to to a slump, and and right. this is your only chance. Like if you blow it, you you never are going to get ahead. That's right. <laughs> and you're 20, and so you have the whole rest of your life to think about that. Now, as far as weaknesses or or drawbacks, uh, what did you have here? What did you not like about this show? So it, it's not really the show's fault, but I think that this can suffer from kind of cast bloat where you have so many characters. Uh, and I'm I'm betting we're going to get even more as we get deeper into the show because you don't really get a, a big taste of the rebellion, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So I suspect you're going to see more introduction of that. But you have all of these 20-somethings. You okay. have the people running the test. You're going to have a rebellion over here. And it's just a lot of characters that yeah. you almost just say, hey, I know, I remember that face from this other part. But <laughs> name-wise, I don't know that you can ever put it all together. Yeah, and I always struggle with, that's a great point. I, I struggle with shows that are really big ensemble casts like that. Um, and, and in some ways, it's kind of got that lost thing going on where you have the people on the island and you have the others and you have right. the Dharma Initiative and you got all this <laughs> stuff going on, right? And you're like, right. oh my gosh, you know, it's hard to keep all that stuff straight. Um, so I would definitely agree with that being a, a weakness potentially. I think for me, um, this felt really like well-worn territory. And I don't know if it, cause I'm looking at it almost 10 years after it aired. I, maybe it was fresher then, but from a perspective now, it's like, I don't see really anything new. Kind here. of a dime a dozen. Yeah. It's like, I've seen this dystopian kind of young adult teen thing play out. And even as the first episode played out, I'm like, even the plot felt kind of familiar to me. Right. And like, and what I don't know. I just maybe that's unfair to the show cuz it's it's older, but I just I felt like I, yeah, I've seen this. And I've seen this a lot. Well, know? I guess it's like if you like pancakes. You, you you go to a restaurant, you know you like pancakes and you order them. Yeah. Well, I've had pancakes 20 times before. Yes. I know what they are, I know what to expect, but if you like them, you like them. Yeah. And if you don't, you won't. Yeah, so back back to our early discussion like if you like these dy- and I, I like your classification. It's like it's dystopian, but it's not like sci-fi or it's just dystopian. Something oh, bad. The it's Earth bad. is worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and it, oh, there's so many movies that kind of have that that tone anymore, where it's like things are bad. There's like a way to get out of it. You know, you got one shot. There's a yep. there's an elite class running things, and yeah, it's just. I've, We've, we've, we've seen that. We've before. been there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and I guess, yeah. But the only other thing that I had, and this is, I guess, maybe a personal pet peeve. Mm. The guy that runs the testing apparently self-drowns himself <laughs> every day. I was going to say something and I'm like, about that. Do you know how hard it is to drown yourself? <laughs> I didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, because I thought he had killed himself for real. Right, but somehow revives himself. Well, it was like he <laughs> he had the discipline to keep his head underwater without pushing himself down, just keeping his head underwater, yeah. and then at the very last second stood up. And yeah. then that poor girl <laughs> just was like an interviewer. He's like, "Come with me," and then he almost drowns her. And she's and she thanks him. Yeah, like, no. I don't know if I want a job where like <laughs> daily almost drownings are part of it. <laughs> it's really 
so bizarre. Out of nowhere. It was just out a, of nowhere. It was a really weird plot point. And yeah, he thought it was completely normal. And then for the for the woman to be like, thank you. For I learned that. a lot from this interaction. Thank you so much. I'm like, like yeah, I learned my boss is a psychopath. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. That was a really bizarre scene. Which yeah. simultaneously is a weakness, but then it is a positive because it's just weird. And quirky. But you almost, I mean, it's a serious, serious thing, but you're like laughing to yourself. Like, are you kidding like, me? This is so weird. You can't, oh yeah. You, you can't write something like that. Well, somebody did, but you're yeah. like, yeah, you <laughs> I guess in Brazil, like, maybe it's common for jobs. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, <laughs> it's so weird. Um, it's your first me. day at McDonald's, Jim. We got to drown you. <laughs> Only if I freak out too much about making fries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that one. Yeah, that was weird. Plus, one character likes to vape a lot, which I a thought lot. was kind of, kind of weird too. So there's yep. little quirks in, in in there here and there. Um, so okay, on to would we watch the whole season? Yes or no? So what what did you have for, for this? So and this is almost the opposite parallel to Alice in Borderland, where you have a small amount of people that are forced into a test in Alice in Borderland. Yes. Here you have a ton of people that want to take the test yeah. in 3% and only yeah. a small amount make it through. Oh yeah. That's so, excellent. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess complimentary. I, I said yes to Alice in Borderland. So I feel like I need to say yes to this as well. Okay. Uh, with the caveat, just like the first one that after three seasons, after three or four episodes, if it's not good, mm-hmm. I might bail at that point. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might be a, a no for me because okay. as, as with Alice, with Alice in Borderland, I immediately was like, oh, I want to watch more of these. And this is kind of an interesting take on this one. I watched it and I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the offshore is. I'm not sure that I care. care. Offshore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, and I, and like you said, if they pace it to the point where the entire season is a buildup to the offshore and it's just centers around the politics of the test and stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if that's super interesting for, I think, and I think they kind of have to, because if you, you think the first season is eight episodes, yeah, there's still a lot of people of the hundred percent of 20 year olds. Like they didn't yeah. really weed out that many. Yeah. So I guess for me, it would be a, a no, but who knows? Okay. I mean, I've, I've said that before, and then I've, I've thought about it for a week or so and thought, oh, that show is pretty good. So a tentative no for me. I would say. Gotcha. Um, so on to how does this rank compared to the other shows that we've reviewed? And just to give our listeners a little bit of background, if you missed the first couple episodes, we have watched thus far Alice in Borderland, Ambassadors, and now 3%. So we've got three so what's your what's your rank order for these three shows? I think I would slot this at number two. Okay. I would say Alice in Borderland as number one. I would say 3% as number two, and then Ambassadors at number three. Yeah, Ambassadors is really the odd one out here. Well, it, well, and again, like as we say every season, <laughs> it's really hard to compare Oranges and Ferraris. Like it's it just, <laughs> they're such different shows. They are really different shows. Uh, for me, I, I just slotted three percent into the the third spot so i got well, that makes Al- sense all Allison. these threes so it actually has gone in order of the shows that we've watched <laughs> so far <laughs> that one, doesn't one, bode well for next week <laughs> one two three all right <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's not all downhill for the rest of the right the, the, <laughs> but you you bumped yours up so um 
So we'll have some discussion about that later on the, the season. Maybe we'll yep. actually come to an agreement on a number one this time. Absolutely. I Maybe. think we will. Um, okay. So that's our look at um, the 3%. I don't know if it's the 3% or just 3%. I think it's just 3%. Just 3%. I don't it's like add, milk, don't but better. The in there. <laughs> don't add the Extra one. milk. Extra milk. So we are now on to this day in nerd history. And I'm, I'm excited to find out what interesting thing happened potentially in nerd. Okay. So I'll start with a question. Do you know who Dr. James Naismith is? No, I I do not. Uh, Among other things, besides being a doctor, he also invented (laughs) basketball. Really? Yes. A doctor invented uh, basketball. Yeah. So the way he did it is (laughs) he had this idea for the game. Okay. He took peach baskets and cut the bottoms out and fastened them up on the wall. And those were the first hoops. Okay. So there's a little bit hazy on the date, but the one I found the most is that on January 17th in the 1890s, somewhere between 91 and 93 was the first basketball game. And much like our, our subway discussion from before. Yeah. If you don't have, if subways never existed, you could still find a moody, dark place in which to, to film. Sure. If there were no basketball, yeah. you wouldn't have Hoosiers. <laughs> you wouldn't have basketball. Teen, you teen wouldn't wolf. have blue chips. You wouldn't have Teen Wolf. You wouldn't have that shot from the beginning of Alien 3 with Sigourney Weaver oh. throwing it over her back. That's a good pull. <laughs> so you think about it, it's like how just movies that wouldn't exist. Yeah. If there's no basketball and, and basketball is a funny movie. That is a funny movie. I haven't thought yeah. about that one in a long time. Um, that's an early, that's one of the early. Yes, it is. That kind of, I think right after cannibal and orgasmo, maybe <laughs> cannibal the musical. I haven't thought yes. about that in a long time either. <laughs> it's going to be a spadoinkle day, right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only seen it maybe one <laughs> or two times in my life. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think other famous basketball movies i, I don't know just team teen wolf keeps popping into my well yeah my, my, and it's my, funny my you brain. say team wolf because i actually didn't think of that I, I immediately thought of that that shot from alien three was Sigourney yeah Weaver. that's really good um and then of course there's just so many movies that are kind of in and out of the um oh there was one recently i watched um is it oh, i'm gonna get it wrong it's like vast fast of night or okay I'm going to get it wrong. I'm sorry. It was something that was on Amazon. It was this really cool throwback 50s sci-fi film. And it takes place kind of while a basketball game is going on in a small town. Okay. So you're right. It is used quite often as a plot device in sci-fi In Basketball Diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio and Love and Basketball. And then even like rom-coms, Trainwrecked with Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. Oh. Kind of centers around him being the team doctor for the New York Knicks. I haven't seen that. Okay, and, and so you, you just think about all the different ways. Even if you're not a fan of basketball, that yeah. it kind of gets threaded into movies and shows. Yeah, I love how like other people would be super excited that basketball was invented because basketball. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. <laughs> and you and I are like, thank God they made it so we could have Teen Wolf. <laughs> where else are we gonna like it won't work any other way (laughs) team wolf playing soccer i don't think so i think teen wolf 2 was through boxing not as i believe so (laughs) jason bateman just was not the same (laughs) as michael 
Not, Jay Fox. Yeah. Not as good. No, that's good. Now, so now you're just, there's like subways. You're going to get me thinking over the next so start week. Start turning the gears, right? Yeah. And I know like after we do the podcast, I'm going to be like this movie. Oh yes. And, and this movie was in yep. a, a basketball uh, court. So yeah, that was excellent. Well done. And it's amazing that it was really that, that old. So late 1800s, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it says uh, around 1891. Oh, we want to have the plot device for Scooby-Doo and the Harlem, well, uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. <laughs> you would never have had the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Even if you hate every movie and show, <laughs> you would never have had them. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun, fun one over the next There you go. Days. Yeah, now you can start, start thinking about it. <laughs> I will. All right. Well, thank you for uh, this day in, in nerd history. And I hope everybody enjoyed our look at 3%. Please join us next week as we pluck another show out of the streaming universe to review. And until then, I am Jim. I am Steve. Thank you very much. Jim and Steve are watch a show that watches a show to Scooby-Doo-Bitty Sound.